0: Yo, Adrian! Adrian! Are you ready? You are about to enter the Power On Boost podcast, where we facilitate the awakening of your personal power by providing powerful content that will inspire you, motivate you, and help you realize you are enough. Come join your host, Adrian Wesley, and let him show you how you can turn your power on and be alive to thrive. How you doing, everybody? My name is Adrian Wesley. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and a human optimization coach. Another amazing episode of the Power On Boost. Super excited to be here with you and to share this information with you. Today, we're going to be talking about amazing human success stories. And I'm choosing that you're going to be so inspired and so excited about what is possible because you are human and because you have the ability to create whatever you want into your life. I'm choosing that you're going to leave this session today fired up about your life because if the stories of the people, if the people in the stories can create what they've created, you can create whatever you put your mind to. I promise you, you just have to want it bad enough. We're ready to go, everybody. I'm super excited to be alive. That's my question for you to start off. Are you super excited to be alive? Because you should be. Because every day is a gift. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Every single human is three minutes away from death. You can only live three minutes without oxygen. We are all three minutes away from death and that's not to scare you, that's to motivate you, that's to get you excited, that's to get you to realize that when you wake up in the fucking morning you've gotta grab it by the horns and you've gotta squeeze everything you can out of your life because tomorrow's not guaranteed. And we've all been brainwashed into this program to believe that we're gonna retire and that tomorrow's guaranteed and live your life for 65. That's fucked up, everybody. Live your life for right now. Because tomorrow may not come. 6,300 people die every hour around the world. You need to learn how to die to learn how to live. And for some people, that's gonna be depressing because you're in a negative state and you're not getting what I'm saying. I remember sending that quote to my dad and my stepmother. 15 years ago, and they're like, Adrian, a lot of people might find that fucking morbid. Well, you might, depending on your perspective on life, but other people are like, yeah, that's fucking powerful. Every day above ground is a good day. Every day above ground is a good day, everybody. So no matter what shit you're in right now, no matter what you're dealing with, every day above ground is a good day. Mindset challenge. We always do a mindset challenge on the power on boost and the reason is, and this is just review, your mind is always listening to you, your mind is taking orders from you and your mind is creating what you tell it. If you type into a laptop computer and hit those keys, it creates code which tells the computer what to create. That's what you're doing with your thoughts everybody, do you hear me? Your mind is creating what you tell it and your mind is listening to everything you're saying. I heard something about a a month ago. Now, the lady was saying that, every in her talk, was saying that every time you say a negative thought, you're saying no to the universe. And to understand this, I want you to look at the plants behind me. I want you to go walk through Stanley Park or if you're in Vancouver. I want you to go walk through the jungle. I want you to go look at the nature. Nature is abundant. Nature is overflowing. And nature wants you to be abundant. You are the only one turning off the tap. And every time you have a negative thought, you are saying no to the universe. So the mindset challenge this week is to say yes. I'm asking you and I'm suggesting that you say fucking yes all the time. Now I, I, I also got this from the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey. Now I'm not saying say yes to everybody and say yes to everything. But when you have a negative thought, say yes right away. And then if you can, replace it with the positive other side of that thought. So, for example, I have a fearful thought that my new business, The Power On Club, will work. Right away when I notice it show up, I say, yes, The Power On Club is going to be a huge success. Yes. And sometimes I don't even listen to the thought. This morning, I'm laying in bed and it's 3.30 in the morning and I got to get up at 4 a.m. to come talk to you guys. And 3 a.m. when I got another good half an hour of Golden Sleep In Store, my mind starts trying to fucking sabotage me. It starts trying to make me think about all the things that could go wrong, and what do I just do? I just say yes, 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 yes. Start saying yes to your life, everybody. Start trying it every day, all day. Whenever you have a negative thought, say yes. It'll remind you that you're saying no to the abundance that wants to flow to you. It's super, super important, it's super, super powerful. The quality of your life is always going to be based on the conversations you're having with yourself. I promise you. You need to get in front of this. I've got a meditation tip for you. I picked this up the other week. It's super powerful and it works awesome. Probably one of the most consistent things I hear from people is I can't meditate. I can't meditate. Well, again, if your mind is listening to you and your mind is taking orders from you and your mind is creating what you tell it, you fucking for sure won't be able to meditate if you keep saying that. Do you, think, do you think any person that's trying to do something new that's a performance athlete and break a record is saying, I can't do it, I can't do it? They're saying, I can do it. Yes, I can do it. I can do it. So meditation is pretty difficult because uh, thinking has become the greatest addiction of our time, in my opinion. Thinking and ruminating and worrying has become the greatest addiction of our time. So what you need to do is you need to start meditating. You you need to start slowing your thoughts. You need to start going to the place of no thought. But a lot of people have problem letting go. So what you need to do is you need to use your breathing. Your breath is the most powerful tool you have as a human. Your breath can change your physiology from fight or flight. So what I suggest you do when you meditate is when you're starting out, you lay down on your back, you put on some delta wave music, you set an alarm on your phone, and you just fucking let go. But to get started, what I suggest you do is you breathe in and out through your nose, and you do some different breathing exercises. Now, this breathing exercise has been super useful for me. So you take a breath in through your nose, and you count to four. So you take a big, deep breath in in four counts. You hold it in for seven counts. So when you're holding in your breath, you're thinking to yourself, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then you exhale through your nose, and you count to eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So I call this the 478 breathing technique. 478, take a deep breath in. Four breaths, count to four, hold it in for seven counts and release for eight counts. Super powerful. It's going to have a massive impact on you because I do about nine or ten of those. And then I slow my brain waves down. I slow my thinking down. And woo, I sail away. I start floating. When you stop struggling, you float, everybody. And when you float, you float downstream with the current. Most of you are swimming upstream, so the most important, the most powerful way to start learning how to float downstream is to let go in meditation and to teach your body, to teach your mind, because most of you are super tight right now. Most of you are in fight or flight all the time, even when you sleep. I know this from before. So again, take a deep breath in. You're going to have to take a bit of a bigger deep breath in with four counts hold it in for seven counts, and release for eight counts. I promise you, if you stay focused on that, you'll go into trance. Your mind can't think of other things if you make it focus and keep it busy on a task. And eventually, it's just going to, it's just going to let go. Another thing that people do is they say, breathe in. So you breathe in through your nose, and you say, breathe in. And when you breathe out, you say, breathe out. So that's another technique. Please don't ever say you can't meditate. Your life will never, ever get to where you want it to be, in my opinion, unless you start going within, unless you start connecting with all of the abundance that is inside of you. I meditate so much, I don't struggle for any answers. Everything just flows to me. And if I am stuck and if I need the answers to something, I meditate more and it flows to me. We, we have been designed to, to have an amazing experience on this planet, everybody, but we have been given a car, a very powerful fucking car, without the manual. So we need to learn how to use this amazing vehicle we have, which is ourselves, and one way to start doing that is accessing the intelligence that is in your subconscious mind. So you can meditate. Congratulations on being an expert meditator. So uh, virtual reality. It sort of hit me the other day. I was sending a message to my buddy. I came out of a meditation and it was like, fuck, we are living a virtual reality game right now, everybody. We are absolutely in the middle of one of the most amazing, fucking fantastic virtual reality games out there. And guess what the rules of the game are? You manifest, you, you, you change the game, different things appear into your life based on how you think and how you feel. That's the game you're playing right now, everybody. If you feel good, good things will come to you. If you think good positive thoughts and feel good, good things will attract to you. That's the game. But again, you've been put into the game without a manual. You're very, very fucking powerful. You're in control of the player in the game, but no one's taught you the rules. But guess what? The bald-headed bearded beast is here to scream them to you from the fucking mountaintop so that everybody can fucking hear. This is this life is a very cool VR game, everybody. You are designed to manifest. You are designed to create. 95% of your mind is subconscious. Your subconscious mind is a creating machine and all you have to do is make sure that the programs in the subconscious mind are serving you and aren't faulty. Enjoy this VR game, everybody, this virtual reality game because it's super fun, it's super powerful. There's shitty parts of the game, there's challenging times, but you can persevere, you can overcome, and I'm gonna show you how some of these people did. Now, um, I, I, wanna, I wanna repeat a, a story I repeated to the group of people I spoke to last night. I wanna tell you my story, everybody. I wanna take you back, I'm 45 right now. I wanna take you back to when I was 38 years old in Vancouver. My ex-wife had left. I was getting divorced. She left with no warning and didn't talk to me for a month. I was fucked. I had $100 in my bank account. I had no job. I had recently been bankrupt, and I had recently spent a year under house arrest in 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 my apartment for growing marijuana in my basement in Penticton, B.C. in Vancouver. And funnily enough, as I've always mentioned, marijuana is legal in Canada now but I had bad fucking timing. The bald-headed bearded beast is not meant to break the law. Never did before and never will again, I tell you that much. But I had to go. I could not go back to the corporate world. I couldn't tell another recruiter that I'm so excited to work for you, I wanna drink your Kool-Aid, I love your company, I fucking wanna be here forever. I couldn't do it anymore. I had gotten very good at it. I had talked my way into General Motors of Canada, which was one of the biggest companies in Canada at the time. I talked myself into three major pharmaceutical companies which were three of the larger companies in Canada at the time. But I couldn't do it anymore. And I had nowhere to go. I couldn't work on construction properly because I never picked up a fucking hammer. (laughs) You definitely don't want to hire me to fix something for you to be honest with you because it's just not my strength. My strength is fucking talking. Well, talking sometimes. And helping people heal themselves. But anyway, I want to put you in this picture. I'm in Labor Unlimited, it's on Commercial Drive in Vancouver, it's a dingy little fucking room, and it's full of crackheads and alcoholics, and it's four o'clock in the morning, and I'm sitting there in work boots, and I'm sitting around all these people, and I'm broken and I feel depressed, and I'm not judging these people, I'm just letting you know what I had to go through to be here today to talk to you. And we are all sitting there waiting for the guy at the front who is a miserable looking motherfucker that sure wouldn't be happy sitting in a room with all of these people every morning. And again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these people, but the vibration was fucking low. It was negative. Because half the people in this room were on crystal meth and drugs where they have soul has left the building and they have been taken over by entities. They're not even there. So you can imagine the energy in the room. And then you can imagine little old Adrian, well I'm not little, but you can imagine Adrian sitting there with a university degree and fucking major corporate jobs, completely fucking broken, needing to eat food. And I'm just smiling at the guy hoping he gives me a fucking ticket because not everybody gets a ticket, but you get a ticket for four hours of work on a construction site for 20 bucks an hour. So the whole take for the day would have been 80 bucks. And the job site they sent us to was a commercial building. And they sent us down into the basement, the fourth floor, and got us to grind concrete with no ventilation. And the reason they hired us is because they didn't want their own workers doing it. So I have had to fucking fight my way here, everybody. And most people that have achieved great things in their life have had to fight their way here. So I want you to understand that I live on the beach right now and I walk out of my place onto the beach. I love what I do. I love fucking talking to you guys at 5 a.m. in the morning. I love doing the Power on Boost podcast. I love my one-on-one sessions. I love everything about my life. But I had to fucking fight to get here, everybody. I had to work. So I didn't do that for very long. And then I worked at a supplement store, the Body Energy Club, for $14 an hour in the most expensive city in the world. So I want you to understand, and what I'm going to finish off with this story is that everybody has a different distance that they need to travel to get to their goal. Everybody has a different distance that they need to travel to get to their goal. So stop fucking comparing yourself to everybody else. I was 40 years old working in a supplement store for $14 an hour. There are some young people that are making millions of dollars at 18 and 21, Don't compare yourself to people. Everybody has a different journey and everybody has different things to go through to get to their journey. But the message I want to tell you and what you're going to hear from these inspiring stories that I'm going to tell you about is that it doesn't just come by fucking posting an ad on the internet and saying, oh, I'm in business. You've got to fight for what you want. You've got to create activation energy. You've got to tell the universe that you really want this. You've got to fight for your dreams, everybody. You've got to fucking stand up. And if you're down and depressed, well, then that's what you've got to focus on. You've got to drag yourself to the gym. You've got to force yourself to do push-ups. You've got to force yourself to do uh, squats. You've got to force yourself to do yoga. You've got to force yourself to meditate. You've got to force yourself to bed early at night. If you don't, it all comes down to how badly you want it. The big question you all have to ask yourself is how badly do you want your dreams to come true? And the last thing I'm gonna say on this subject is you do not want to go into your grave with your dreams dying with you. There are way too many dreams that have died in the grave. In my mind, in my opinion, it's a tragic life if you live a comfortable, safe life and don't ever create who you truly are. You have been put on this earth to flower and be the unique you. And you are fucking amazing. And every single one of you has something amazing inside of you. But you're the only person that's putting that amazing person inside of you in the fucking closet and turning off the light. It's not fair, stop it. Let the real you out and be prepared to fight for it. And that might mean you need to sell your fucking toys. It might mean you need to sell your fancy fucking car that costs you $800 a month. It might mean you need to sell the house that has six empty fucking bedrooms and move into a studio apartment so that you can become an entrepreneur. It might mean that you have to start go, stop going out on Fridays and Saturday nights and getting drunk with your friends and making everybody happy and staying home and working on yourself. It might mean you need to change how you're living your life. But guess what? It's fucking worth it. I'm 45 and I've found my thing and I've got the rest of my life to play around with my craft and create. It's fucking worth it everybody. Go do it, (laughs) create who you truly are. Give yourself permission to dream. You will not find happiness, in my opinion, creating a comfortably uncomfortable life where you have millions of dollars in your bank account but you're sick and you don't love what you do. How many people do you know right now that love what they fucking do? There's not many. 80% of people in North America hate their jobs. That's tragic, everybody. The second leading cause of teen suicide in North America, the second leading cause of teen death in, in North America is suicide. Something's wrong. And depression in teens has increased by 63% since 2009, since the financial downturn. From 2009 to 2014, depression and suicide were increased by 63%. We all need to open up and, and open our fucking eyes and become aware of the fact that people are suffering because they're not alive, because they're not passionate, and they don't have purpose. And it's a great theme to roll into the stories I'm gonna tell you about, because these people found their purpose and it's incredible. it's incredible what they've done. Oprah Winfrey, she was born into poverty in 1954 to a single teenage mom. She was molested during childhood Pregnant at 14, son died in infancy. Holy fuck. Up until 14, this woman has had a tragic existence. Can you imagine the shit she's had to fucking deal with at 14? Fired from her first television job because she was unfit for TV, that's what they told her. 1990, she led a campaign to establish a database of convicted child abusers. 1993, Bill Clinton signed the bill into law. She is the first black woman in world history to become a billionaire, and is the richest African-American woman on this planet. She's been ranked as the most influential woman in the world. And you know what? For some reason, reading that, I know, I know why, but the, when I read that out to you, it makes me emotional. Not because she has power, not because I idolize her, not because she has all this money, because she never fucking gave up, and she overcame tragedy, and she turned mud into fucking gold, and the reason that woman helps so many people is because she struggled so much, and I can relate. So take that, take that, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. It's powerful. <laughs> she was molested and her fucking son died at 14 and she grew up in poverty. She had fucking nothing and she's the most wealthiest woman in the world and she's made one of the greatest impacts on this planet in lots of ways, depending on your opinion of her. Tyler Perry. I mentioned this dude yesterday, and I got to be honest with you, I don't even know what he looks like. (laughs) Joy, my partner, got all this information for you guys, and she spent hours uh, uh, bringing it together for us, so thanks, Joy. Tyler Perry, born 1969, New Orleans, Louisiana. At the age of 10, he was molested. He attempted suicide in an effort to escape his father's beating. I'm going to repeat that. He attempted suicide in an effort to escape his father's beating. And the second time he attempted suicide was at age 22. So the guy, the poor guy's been molested at 10. He's been fucking beat up through next day, beat up all around Monday to Friday, Saturday Sunday from his dad and he tries to attempt suicide to escape those beatings. Kicked out of high school at age 23, he moved to Atlanta. This is fucking powerful. This story This I will never forget this. In 1992, he wrote, produced, and starred in his first theater production. He put all of his savings into the show. He put all of his savings into the show. He didn't spend all his money on a big fucking house and a fancy car and telling and saying he can't, he doesn't have enough money to pursue his dreams. He lived a very simple, humble life and he put every cent he had into what he dreamt about. He put all his savings into the show and it failed miserably. He kept up the production, working on more odd jobs, sleeping in his car to get by. Six fucking years later. Six years. He put on six productions and it failed. He slept in his car. He worked odd jobs. He never gave up. Every fucking morning for 365 days for six years, he kept going. Wow, super, super successful. Six years later, finally broke through. Seventh run became a success. Now he's an extremely successful career as a director, writer, and actor. And he's named the highest paid man in entertainment in 2011. Holy fuck, that's exciting. (laughs) Are you guys getting the drift on why I wanted to come out and share this with you? Because we all have our challenges. But if these people can do it, so can you. There is nothing different between Oprah and Tyler than you. Nothing. We've all been given this incredible fucking power as humans and this incredible power and free will and choice and manifesting abilities. I want you to hear me again. There is nothing different between you and those people. The only thing different is laziness and how bad you fucking want it. That's the only thing. Jim Carrey, born in Canada 1962. At the age of 14, his father lost his job and the family hit rough times, grew up in poverty. From age 10, he took on an eight hour per day factory job after school to help make ends meet. Jim Carrey, from the age 10 onwards, took an eight hour per day factory job job after school to help make ends meet for him and his family. That's fucking powerful. He lived in a VW van on a relative's lawn with his family. At the age of 15, he performed his comedy routine on stage for the first time. It bombed. At 16, he quit school to focus on comedy full-time. But I want you to understand, his first, the first time he did it, it bombed. It bombed. He moved to L.A. where he would park every night on Mulholland Drive and visualize his success. He wrote himself a check on one of those nights for $10 million acting services rendered dated for Thanksgiving 1995. Right before that date, he hit his payday with Dumb and Dumber. The check that he kept in his wallet at all that time he placed in his father's casket. So super, another super, super powerful fucking story. Jim Carrey has done incredible things with his dream. Now, I don't care if you idolize him or if you like him or not, or if he's an actor. It doesn't matter. My point is, is that he kept going. He never gave up. He sacrificed. He probably kept going when everybody told him it wouldn't work. Now, Jim Carrey's story is funny because it has to do with law of attraction, and it has to do with when you visualize and you dream and you believe and you detach, it can come through. So... Uh, a year and a half ago, I created the Human Optimizer Persona, and I, I started thinking about what I was going to be doing coming up in the future, and my dream was is I'm going to build my in, in-person hypotherapy practice in Vancouver. Did that. It's working. I'm going to get online. I'm going to start working online. Did that. I'm going to start a podcast and like a radio show and start talking to people. Did that. I'm going to start the, the nonprofit charity group, Power on Movement. Did that. And then I'm like, I'm also going to do a show. I'm gonna do a human optimization biohacking show called The Human Optimizer, and it's gonna be on Netflix. And then I just let it go, but I dreamed it just like Jim Carrey dreamed it, and I let it go. I wrote it down and I let it go. I got a phone call from a producer six weeks ago, and I get on the call with him, and he said, I'd like to talk to you. And I said, he found out about me from my buddy Alex in Vancouver. He said, I'd like to talk to you. So I got on the fucking Zoom with him, and I just listened. And he said, well, I'm a producer. I've got 36 people in production working for me in Vancouver. I have people in New York, and I have people in Toronto. He's a big dude. He's busy. And he goes, I'm working on a show right now. It's about biohacking. And Alex told me you might be a good fit, and I'd like to talk to you about how hypnotherapy could fit into this biohacking show. And then my jaw dropped. And I'm just listening to him, and he's like, yeah. And I'm pitching the show to Netflix. What? I said to him, I said, dude, Martin, you you don't understand. It doesn't even fucking matter if I'm on the show now. This manifesting, dreaming stuff, visualizing stuff works. (laughs) Because a year and a half ago, I said I was gonna do a biohacking show on Netflix. Well, I can't say for sure it's gonna happen, but I had a second meeting with him, and He's going to New York and he's done the filming on the first part of it. He's found a network for the show and he's going to go to New York to meet some lawyers that are going to walk him into Netflix. So dreams can come true, everybody, and you just have to detach and you have to let them go. And you can't be sitting there holding on tight saying they're not happening, they're not happening. That is saying no. Say yes, say yes, and keep walking the distance towards your dreams And the universe will start to open up doors and things will start to appear for you. You're going to see the bald-headed fucking bearded beast, the human optimizer, on Netflix one day. And I don't know if it's on this show or not, but you will. Fucking trust me. J.K. Rowling, born 1965 in the UK, got a divorce, living on government aid, and could barely feed her baby in 1994. She was on government aid and could barely feed her baby in 1994, just three years before her first Harry Potter book. She was so poor she couldn't afford a computer or the cost of photocopying the 90,000 word novel. She couldn't even fucking, she couldn't even afford a computer or a photocopier for the novel. She typed out every version manually to publishers, fuck rejected dozens of times, until finally one small London publisher gave it a second chance after the CEO's daughter, eight year old daughter, fell in love with it. So she tried 12 times and got told no. And then one publisher gave it to her daughter, to their daughter, and the daughter loved it. So how many of you are entrepreneurs right now and get a no and quit? You've gotta get used to fucking hearing no's and keep going because you will get a yes. But it all comes down to how bad you want it. And so many people don't understand that. They get a couple no's and they quit. And they go to bed and they say, I can't do this. I don't want to be rejected. Every single success story that I've ever come across, someone has had to overcome no's. And has had to keep walking their path even if everybody else tells them that they're fucking crazy. Today, J.K. Rowling is the ninth best-selling fiction author of all times estimated at 500 million copies sold. That's fucking incredible that is incredible I have one more for you Terry Fox born in 1958 Canada was an enthusiastic athlete playing soccer rugby and baseball as a child his passion for basketball even if he was only five foot tall he was five foot tall and a poor player at the time he made the school team in grade eight even though his coach thought he would fit better as a distance runner and even encouraged him to take up the sport. He was determined to continue playing basketball, even if he was the last substitute on the team. In grade 12, he won his second school's Athlete of the Year Award. Fucking good for you, Terry. Everybody told you you shouldn't do it and you can't do it and you stick with it and you win the Athlete of the Year Award. Fucking incredible. March 9th, 9th, 1977. Terry discovers he has a malignant tumor in his right leg. The leg is amputated 15 centimeters above the knee. The night before his amputation, he reads about an amputated runner and dreams of running. And I don't know why, it's making me emotional, but when I was a kid, I used to grow up seeing Terry Fox. And uh, it's just hitting some fucking chords for me right now because this young man, he inspired a lot of fucking people and he had to overcome having his leg fucking torn off and have cancer eating away at inside of him. In 1979, Terry begins training for his Marathon of Hope. During his training, he runs over 5,000 kilometers across Canada. The list goes on and on of all the things he does while running, raising awareness. He's created foundations, the money, In 1998, at the age of only 23 years old, Terry passed away from cancer. September 1981, the first Terry Fox run is held at more than 760 sites in Canada and around the world, attracting 300 participants and raises $3.5 million every year. May 2016, the Foundation announces that over $750 million has been raised to support cancer research in Terry's name. There are 14 schools and 15 roads in Canada named after Terry Fox. Woo! Uh, you fucking almost witnessed the bald headed bearded beast crying on camera. <laughs> I don't know why that struck me so hard, but it just brought me back and it makes, it strikes me inside because I have fucking struggled and I had mental struggles as significant as having your leg amputated. So I can relate to Terry. And I can understand, but that's what makes this life so fucking magical, everybody. Because I, like myself, like Terry Fox, have had to overcome some significant fucking struggles. But being here today with you, focusing on you, not focusing on me, focusing on making this world a better place, focusing on inspiring other people, it's fucking incredible. Do not spend your whole life chasing money and fame, everybody. Do not chase your whole life, spend your whole life chasing money and fame. I promise you it will not lead you to happiness. I promise you it will not lead you to happiness. Money is amazing, money is great. I attract money, making money is easy, money is good. (laughs) But listen, listen to me everybody. Turn your struggles into gold. Everything that you've been through is creating why you're here. Almost every single person that I come across that's doing something incredible on this planet has had some form of fucking struggles or tragedy to propel them. And you don't need to have struggles and tragedy to propel you, but if you have it, embrace it. Everything you're going through is is a catalyst to help you to become the greatest version of yourself. Now, I wanna finish off with telling you one amazing fucking thing, everybody. Being successful is not super complicated, it's about repetition, it's about consistency, it's about showing up. Humans are incredible. And whatever task you do, no matter what your skill level is, I'm convinced if you continue to practice at it every day and don't give up, even if it takes you four fucking years, you will become an expert at it. And that is one of the golden fucking gifts that humans have. We can become good at anything, but it takes repetition. So all of you out there right now that are trying to film videos for the online marketing or trying to do something and you do it once and you say, I can't do it. Or you fucking meditate once and you say, I can't meditate. Well, stop it. You need to practice. You need to show up every day. You need to use repetition. You are very, very fucking powerful. And the only problem is is that no one's taught you in grade school and elementary how to be powerful. They actually taught you how to take your power away and how to eat shitty processed foods, and how to get fat, and how to get depressed, and how to have heart attacks, and how to depend on your big house and your fucking car to make you happy. The big house, the car, I scream this to you. It will not satisfy you. I've had it, I've had the BMW, I've had the fucking executive bungalow. It doesn't take away the pain, it doesn't take away the hole inside, and it won't come visit you in the hospital. You need to create who you truly are. You need to let your unique flower bloom you need to find passion and purpose in your life. And if it means you've got to work in a fucking store for three years like I did, if it means you've got to sit and sleep in a car and have six failed productions like Tyler Perry did, then that's what it fucking means. Because I promise you, you're going to regret it when you're older. You're going to fucking regret it. Go talk to old people. Go talk to honest old people. They'll tell you they regret not creating their dreams. Go do it, everybody. Say yes to life. Start today by saying yes to your fucking life. Say yes, say yes. Whenever you have a negative thought, say yes. Say yes, say yes to your life, everybody. Love you guys lots. Make today the best day of your life. You have free will, you have a choice right now. How is your day gonna be? All I can tell you is my day is gonna be the best day of my life. I live my life day by day, moment by moment, breath by breath, and I live in the now, and every morning when I wake up, I say today is going to be the best day of my life. Love you guys lots. Sending you tons of fucking powerful, positive energy from Thailand. You can get through anything you put your mind to and replay this and listen to the people on here. It's super, super powerful, everybody. Love you guys lots. Have an amazing day. You just finished another episode of the Power On Boost podcast with your host, Adrian Wesley. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and tune in next time. Power On!